and welcome to Pursue the Call, the podcast that is geared towards helping people who are looking for a career change and for those who want to pursue their dreams and work for themselves and set up their own business. So there's a lot of inspirational podcasts out there, but the way that we actually differ is we interview people from a range of different industries. So if you want to set up your own restaurant or your own marketing agency or floristry, whatever it is, we have someone specifically from that industry to tell you where and how to start, the highs and lows, and most importantly, the truth. So we are one group, one community, and we have all of the answers. So I am your host, Stacey Bevan, and today I have an amazing guest. So I am with Rachel Hill, who is the owner of Rochelle's Beautiful Bespoke Cakes. First of all, thank you for joining us, Rachel. We are really looking forward to having you today and having the insight that you're about to give us. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. (laughs) So before we go into the questions that have been devised by our audience, I just want to give a bit of background into your company and what it is that you actually offer. So as I mentioned, you are a bespoke cake company and you make bespoke wedding cakes, celebration cakes, and you particularly specialize in working with buttercream, Piped florals and palette knife work. This sounds incredible, by the way. Um, you, also work, <laughs> you also work with fondant and sugar flowers, and you specifically love the more rustic, organic look. Now, your yep. company has been trading for about 15 years, and you are entirely self-taught. You achieve right. a huge amount of personal success and are features in many magazines, and you've also received a lot of awards, including being a finalist in the Baking Industry Awards as a celebration cake maker, but also Business of the Year in the Federation of Small Businesses at the London Business Awards. You've also featured in several books, including Great Cake Places. That is a tongue twister, by the way. (laughs) But also 100 of London's Best Places for Cake and 100 of London's Most Entrepreneurial Women in Business. And just finally, you are not planning to stop there. For the future, you've just launched your online cake school. And we'll be taking that forward with more exciting classes and face-to-face workshops. So this is absolutely incredible. And I'm just going to jump straight into the first question because I'm eager to know, you know, where did this all start? So let's look at your background. What did you do before starting a business was you in employment and how did you kind of make that transition into what you're doing now so can you give us just a bit of a the background story wow (laughs) um it's funny how life has twists and turns I I was a trained set designer so I left uni I did a degree in theatre set design and costume and I moved to London to find fame and fortune as a set designer working in film commercials uh, pop videos so I had a brilliant career doing that and then we had an economic downturn around 2007 like we're having a permanent economic downturn at the moment. But yeah, in 2007, um, lots of things went wrong for lots of people. And I lost a lot of my freelance work. I was a freelance designer then sort of flitting between various exciting jobs. And then all of a sudden, I used to get my work week by week. And then suddenly it just stopped. I had nothing. Um, It was quite a difficult 
time in my life as my mum nearly died and I walked out on a relationship so I basically went from having work to to nothing um and and I had to pay the bills I had to pay my mortgage and I was like what do I do what do I do um so going right back to the beginning when I was younger my dad used to own a deli and I used to make the odd cake and sell it in his deli and this was when I was a teenager I don't know, 15 or something. Um, so I decided, I went back to my flat that I used to rent out in London because I walked out on the relationship. So I lost a lot of yeah. stuff in 2007 and I was rock bottom. Um, so I started off by selling coffee shop cakes and bakes and, and doing a little market stall on a Sunday and using the money from that to, to pay the mortgage and to buy some books in order to teach myself to make more specialist cakes that I could get more money for um so so that's kind of where it started um and then 2008 I suddenly had a little bit of a confidence boost god knows where it came from um and I signed up to to do a big wedding fair at Olympia in London it was called the National Wedding Show and it cost me about two thousand pounds to have a stand at this show and I thought I'm going to dive in at the deep end I'm going to make loads of fake cakes and I'm going to put them on this stand and um, keep my fingers crossed and see if someone comes and books a cake Uh, and they did so it kind of that's where it kind of started. Wow so I mean that leads me on to kind of the next question and you kind of part answered that but did you have um, any money to invest fully initially Um, Because some people think about, you know, they have this business idea and they're kind of like, okay, maybe I should, you know, give some equity stake away and get people to invest in my business. I mean, did you start with that 2K or did you need any more money to invest? No, I had no money, basically. Wow. I don't even know where I found that money. I didn't get any loans. I didn't borrow any money from family or friends I just I just took a plunge I worked I worked really hard I was in a in a flat I turned the second bedroom into an area where I could make cakes and I slaved away um making some demo cakes for that exhibition and then I just I just put my hand in my pocket and and paid the money for the stand in order to get myself out there but it but it worked because at that very first show this was back, this was be- before the age of um, the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. This was before, this was because cake making has become, you know, there's a lot of people out there thinking they can just make cakes and sell them and they can make a business. And, and so this, I started this before all of this cake and bake shows and Cake International and all of this cakey stuff appeared on the telly. So I was quite new. So people showed an interest in me. The magazine showed an interest in me. And actually, I even got asked to go on Dragon's Den um which was very random because I was like I would I just make cakes I've not invented anything um but looking for new fresh businesses so I got popular quite quickly but just I mean I think if you were going to do that now the competition has changed things have changed the whole world of cake decorating has changed there's people don't just want I mean cakes in themselves have become works of art so there's a yes. lot of different technique involved but no no investment at all um I was skin basically I was skin I just put a lot of hard work in yeah so I mean where did you get that um inspiration from like you know is there anyone that you followed in particular is there any books that you read to give you that inf- uh, you know inspiration to actually go out and and do this did, you, did anyone give you that or was it just that personal drive that you had that you thought right no I, I think it was personal drive really I was I 
as I say, a lot of things went wrong for me at that time. And I was kind of on my own again. So deep down, I had this whilst I was scared, I was like, I've got I've got to I've got to be strong. I've got to, I'm gonna, you know, I spent many long nights in my second bedroom, my little workshop. Yeah thing how how to do stuff and and creating these uh, when you do a stand uh, if you're a cake maker you make what they call dummy cakes so these are like fake cakes iced over polystyrene yeah. made to look like real cakes and I spent an awful lot of time perfecting my skills reading books there, there wasn't even a lot of YouTube stuff around back then oh, to watch. all of this has changed now the whole Instagram YouTube you know being able to watch yeah. of free stuff I just I, I worked really hard at it and, and I took a big risk and I was like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to pretend. I actually pretended that I'd been doing it. Uh, to be honest, I lied. I took jobs. I pretended I'd, um, you know, when clients come along, that sounds awful. I lied. I had to put, com- I put confidence in myself. I sort of pretended like I could do it. So I knew that I could. So I, I kind of my prices were low and I took on jobs, giving clients the impression that I'd done lots of it when actually I yeah. hadn't. So I then took that job home, but knew I could do a good job just by taking longer over it, and maybe earning less money. Yeah, so yeah I had to, had to build up my my skill and my confidence. But I did. I took a real leap of faith um and just you know yeah I mean I was going to come on to that that a bit more because um a lot of people you know they have that self-doubt and they have a lot of fear and it actually prevents people from from taking that step is there any advice that you can give to overcome that um I know you've mentioned a couple of things already but is there anything you know that you could give to or say to our audience to be like look we all have this fear is you know how can they overcome it the market is tough at the moment and there's a lot of competition but in terms of overcoming the fear I think you have you have to have confidence in your skills so in the beginning I got that confidence by undercharging so something that I should have charged a hundred pounds for I maybe only sold for 50 because that gave me a bit of leeway if I did a crappy job I kind of knew deep down that I wouldn't because I I had whilst I'd never made cakes before I'm I'm an artist so I had the skill level I just hadn't done the job if that makes sense so I've I've always been very creative so I knew if I learned the basics that I could produce the product but because I'd never done it before so for example someone would ask me for something specific a a chocolate cake say they wanted a chocolate cake covered in a specific decoration I'd be like oh yeah I can do that that'll be 300 pounds and really I was only just covering my cost and then I took that away and treated that as a project to learn how I would do this specific kind of decoration so I would I would treat a job almost like a project so when I'd done it and I was like wow that's really nice cake rate next time around I charged 600 pounds because I yeah. knew that I could do that cake well so yeah it was kind of a secret learning curve for me as most of my work kind of is I think you have to wow. have the confidence that you can it's like writing a book yeah you know, everybody's written a book you know I'd love to do a book have I written a book no I haven't yeah but could I yeah. Maybe, maybe I could yeah uh, yeah amazing amazing and um you have like touched on elements of 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 this of this question but um how did you identify your passion because a lot of um 
people out there, they do want a career change, but some of them struggle to know, okay, well, what is my passion? And, you know, it's important to be a passionate about what you do. But how did you identify that this was something that you were going to do and you were going to build a business in? (laughs) (laughs) Was it just the gradual process, would you say? Was it just kind of, okay, it's the pandemic, this has happened, I want to do something that's working for myself, or... Why Kate? See, I'd always, even when I left London with my theatre degree uh, to enter that world of filming and TV, I was never, I was only ever in full time employment for three months by what this one company. And then they went, they lost lots of money and we were all made redundant, but they started getting me back once a week on a freelance basis. So I'd only ever worked for three months as an employee for a company in my whole life. so I've always known what it's like to try to generate new work yeah and in the beginning it's hard because I would sit there going oh but I haven't got a job next week and are they going to call me up and when's the next job going to be and I was having to sort of send out my CV and generate my own work so I became used to that I've never I've never been on the payroll I've never had my lunch tickets or my sick pay and all of that I've never had so I didn't really have it to compare to a normal job okay so I I had to find the drive myself if I didn't get off my butt and hand out my leaflets or put an advert in a magazine or email all the wedding glossies to say look this is me I'm new have you seen my new cake I, I didn't get you know you don't get the adverts people I always remember someone saying to me you if you you sit at home waiting for someone to call you up and and book you for something if you haven't told people that you're there yeah then they're not going to call you yeah because they don't know that you're there to do the job so you you have to kick your own butt as self-motivation yeah. is hard when yeah and why cakes like you said you were an artist you're a, you're a skilled artist you know why cakes um well so back to when I was at art college back living home with my mum and dad and my dad owned this deli yeah. I me and my friend Katie used to we were trying to make a bit of extra money and we would make these like silly novelty cakes we had a little advert on the counter and it, it yeah. started there really okay my family have always been good cooks so I knew I could bake um and then yeah I just started there yeah it just it just started I think it just stuck with you yeah Um, and yeah so back when I lost all my filming work I started at the beginning knowing that I could bake well by making coffee shop cakes and bakes like carrot cakes chocolate brownies and and I was selling those whilst yeah whilst teaching myself the skill of proper cake decoration I knew there was more money in cake decoration than there was in selling a slice of carrot cake to a coffee shop yeah Yeah. amazing wow okay and yeah (laughs) so um we've talked about kind of your journey up until a point but now um you know one thing that you know the audience wants to know is how did you get it to that next level your business so how did you grow it you said that you started off by you know charging a bit less but how have you managed to grow I mean you've been trading for 15 years so how have you managed to grow the business and you know did you have any crises through this journey that you had to overcome anything major that happened that you had to overcome how did you how did you grow essentially 
and get to where you are today? So, yeah, so from when I started in 2008, then I mentioned previously that I was I was a bit rock bottom. I was even like borderline depressed, wow. to be honest, because my mum had nearly died. Yeah. I'd walked out on a relationship and I'd, my whole life had gone back to square one and I'd lost all my work. So I did spend quite a few dark days, a few, a lot of dark days in my flat back in London, knowing that I had to make it work. Um, how did I make it grow? So, yeah, so just I started off with low prices. And then as my yeah. confidence grew, I took more pictures. I appeared in more magazines. And then I was like, yeah, do you know what, Rach? You can do this. But then I increased the prices and then I decided to give my business a proper name because I'd actually named it something random. I'd called it Planet Cake in the beginning. Oh, wow. I'd made it up. Yeah. And unbeknown to me, there's actually a very large Australian cake company called Planet Cake. And as I got good at my job, people started to think that I was the big clever Australian company oh. <laughs> and I get all these messages and I'm like oh, but that's not me um so I re I rebranded and mm-hmm. made proper business cards because in the beginning I made my own I cut them up out of pieces of cardboard wow um and when I rebranded then then things took a bit of a turn I'd gained confidence and then I then I realized how much my flat was worth yeah so I sold my flat and I I used to run past this house um on this street and I thought I wonder if I could afford that house and and I could and I bought this house and suddenly I had a lovely big kitchen where I was happy to invite clients it was cleaner I managed to get a big double double oven installed and and the business just sort of grew that way my as my confidence grew I was I I went back to the person that I was I I was a bit in in the previous relationship and so I became Rachel again created Rachel and I'd managed to buy myself this nice house with a big kitchen and I wasn't working second bedroom anymore and then you know and then things just grew my confidence grew and people wanted my work and I didn't have to to push it so more people found me my google ratings went up the more cake I did the better I worked hard to make sure that every job I did even if it wasn't paying me quite as much as I wanted, yeah. it was perfect. And that got Amazing. me a good- Like a lot of word of mouth as well, <laughs> I suspect. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you've, you've given us so much insight and you've been so real in, in, in what you've said. And that is what we, that's what we want to hear. So just to kind of end and, you know, what advice would you give to people out there who are, thinking about starting their own company what advice would you would you give to them um, you you have you have to be confident in your skill I mean you really do okay. I wasn't in the beginning you, you have to be confident and you have to be prepared to invest your time uh, particularly mm-hmm. if you're if you're starting a business and you're on your own I've always been on my own um, I've never had any, or I had a lady come and bake for me a little bit once, but that was when I had my son. I'm a single yeah. parent, so I have to be Amazing. careful with my time. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've my business has grown again now. The pandemic was a huge hit and everything yeah. went again. So I taught myself yet another new skill and I've now launched my online classes. And I and I and I quit London and I moved to Dorset just wow. six months ago. And now I'm I'm living my little dream, but I've it's hard. You have to have confidence in yourself. So I think mon- money aside, 
know that you've got a good product that people want to spend their money on and and be confident when you put it out there mm. don't be all you're like i do this this is how i do it and i do it really well come yeah. to me and i'll do you a good job and it's that time and consistency i suppose as well being consistent in in what it is that you're trying to do and trying to achieve yeah i mean i'm i'm just a, i'm a small business i'm just yeah. me and my cake business and it's me that does everything from my tax return to the shopping to the cooking wow. I could get more people involved but I yeah. I love craft and I don't want to be the shop on the high street where I'm always doing the admin and I'm not doing the, the thing that excites me so you have to think about where where you want your business to go I mean yeah like I said I'm just I'm small time really but I'm only small time because I'm not like I'm not a multi-millionaire with like 50 people churning out my cakes in a, in a, you know, in a unit. I'm just yeah. Rachel at home making what I love and showing now doing online classes and showing other people what I love to do. And I like that. And I like it that way. And I, I get to say who I say when. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Incredible. My little pretty woman, uh, my little pretty woman quote there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say it how it is. And if I don't get, I don't get, I've got to put in the work to get out of it what I want to get out of it. So I think you'd need to write down what you want to get out of your business. And if it is to make, you know, be a multimillionaire and, and sit on your yacht in 10 years time, then you might have to approach it a little bit differently to the way that I do. Amazing. Look, thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for being so transparent and, you know, telling us your journey. I'm sure there's a lot that people can take from this. So it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.